God this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We lift up a praise on top. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, Lord, for you are holy. Holy is your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Welcome, welcome to Grace Gospel Worship Center today. We pray that you have experienced the glorious power of Jesus Christ. In this place, and he is in the airways. He is in your homes as you are there. I pray that you're experiencing the same glory, the same power that we are here. And uh, though we miss you, we wish you were here with us. It's truly, um, I know these are tough times not being together, um, but I want you to know that uh, Jesus is still on the throne. He still hears your prayers. He still knows your needs, and he will continue to supply them. I just want to thank the Lord for just being good, just being good to me, being good to you. Um, I pray that uh, what I pray does not go in vain. I, I pray every meal for the church, that God would continue to protect the church from the virus. Pray that he protects our family children and grandchildren and, and, uh, and everyone that we're related to or connected to that God's hand would be upon you. I know you would like to be in the house of the Lord. Um, I, I have um, extended it to August. Uh, sometime in August we'll open. We'll look at reopening um, and what that looks like. to have our own walk with God. I mean, we need need not forsake the assembling of ourselves when we're able to come. Uh, but I, I want you to know, Jesus is coming back, and if we can't worship him outside the church and not in the church and in your homes, you're going to need to be able to have that true worship because there could be a day that not a virus is locking us down, something else could lock us down. So you need to have that personal relationship with the Lord. We greet all of our online guests and church family. May the Lord richly bless you. Um, I do have something that God has laid on my heart today. So I'd ask you to stand for the reading of the Word of God. I'd like you to turn to Mark 5, 25 very familiar scripture, it's been preached on many a time, but the Bible says this, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood, 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse, she never got better, the doctors couldn't fix it, the doctors couldn't heal her. And so she continued to grow worse. Verse 27 says, when she had heard of Jesus. <laughs> oh, that name that is above every name. That name that brings liberty. That name that brings deliverance. That name that brings power. Came in the press behind. Touched his garment. For she said, 
if I may touch but his clothes, I shall, shall be, not maybe so, not hopefully, I shall be whole. Straightways the fountains of her blood was dried up, and she felt her body that she was healed of that plague. she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said who touched my clothes? The disciples being around him said unto him do you not see the multitude that is around thee thronging and pushing and shoving and you say, thou who touched me? You see, there's something about a touch that comes from the heart that's sincere. He looked around about to see her that had done this thing. Is it not amazing that he even knew that it was a woman? But the woman fearing and trembling knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, because of thy faith, it has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. My God, thank you, Jesus. So I ask you just to, for a moment, bow your heads. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, however you deem this message to go out into the airwaves, however you deem it to touch a heart and a soul, be it if it's an affliction, if it's sickness, if it's someone that has been bound by, by drugs or alcohol or needs deliverance from pornography or from being abused or sexually assaulted or just needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost today. I pray, God, that your liberty and your power and your glory go out into these airways and that you minister to every soul. For we know that you are a healer, that you're a deliverer, and you're a way maker, Lord God. And I pray, God, you bless everyone that's in, Lord, listening today that you bless them in their homes, bless their family and their children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen, and you may be seated. If I was to title this, it would be, If I Could Just Get to Jesus. I feel like some of you feel that in your homes because you're not in a combined worship service. I encourage you to know that you can get to Jesus in your homes today. You see, I want to talk about this woman. This woman uh, in, a, in person uh, with this bleeding disorder, we find the human condition. The human condition compasses the unique and believed uh, to be the inescapable uh, features of a, uh, of, a, of a human being. One of the things that so many people fail to recognize 
They are uh, today are, are indeed our human needs and our, uh, our humanism that, that God needs to get into, that God needs to begin to change some things in our lives. So many live their lives with the flawed attitude of how they do not need God today. I hear it in the world, the world system that they don't need God. I hear it in the in the community that they don't need God, that they're self-made and they don't understand the need for Jesus in their lives. I've heard countless people in my lifetime tell me how they don't need God. But the day of reckoning the day of rapture is drawing nigh. I encourage you to get to a place where you realize that you need God in your life. Amen. And more than just a saying, I need God. More than just saying, I've got a Bible on my table. It has to be a relationship with God that you're going to have to get up and begin to seek the face of God. There are no relationships that last if you do not invest in that relationship. I have heard countless people say it many and many a times that they don't need God. But here's a story that I found, and I'll never forget the day. This is what the young man said. He said, I'll never forget the day at the age of 16 when I stood in the kitchen of my father's home and, and, and listened to as my grandfather badgered my Christian uncle and told him, I don't need God. He said, I've lived my life the way I wanted to live it, and I don't need anything from God. Within two weeks, my grandfather unexpectedly died of a brain aneurysm. Within four feet of where he stood the day he said he did not need God. God didn't cause that, but God didn't stop it. Hear me. Don't get your mind twisted up saying that God let that happen. He did, but he didn't cause it. You got to get to a place. You need to know that you need Jesus no matter what. Whether he would have accepted Christ and died like that, it still would have been better to receive God and die. And not, die, and not die and not have Christ in their lives. It says two weeks later and six feet from where he stood when he so arrogantly denied his dependence of God, he drew his last breath. He appeared to be a healthy 60-year-old man two weeks ago. He had his health two weeks ago. Hear me when I say this. He had money in his pocket two weeks ago. He had his pride two weeks ago. Uh, but now, two weeks later, and four feet away from my grandfather, drew his last breath. Two weeks later, and four feet away, his pride is now gone. Two weeks later, and four feet away, his money can't help him. Two weeks later, and four feet away, he needed God, but yet he said he didn't need God. Two weeks later and four feet away, there was no more time or opportunity for him to receive God. Two weeks later and four feet away, he died. 
on the day of his grandfather died, the day that his grandfather died, he did not leave for his family a legacy. I had an article sent to me that by 20, I think it's 2050, if my numbers are correct, it'll be 42 million children will grow up not knowing Jesus. That's because people have veered away from church. They've walked away from Christianity. They've walked away from raising their children, being taught the Word of God by Sunday school teachers who care and want to pour into them the Word of God. You say you're too tired to get up and bring them to church. There's a day coming. There's a day coming that Jesus is going to split the clouds of glory. But he left for me an unforgettable realization that I need God every day of my life. He didn't leave no heritage of anything, but he did leave one thing in this young kid's mind is that I need Jesus every day. And in that day, he says that I forgot. And in the day that I forgot my dependence on him, I may very well be drawing my last breath. Understand something today. Please understand this. I fear the Lord. I respect the Lord. I recognize my dependence upon him. That I need him every day. Every waking hour that I am alive and breathing, I wake up and I say, God, I thank you for waking me up. I thank you for protecting me. Thank you for keeping the virus from me. I thank you for my wife. I thank you for life. I thank you for a mind that's been made up. I thank you for all your blessings that you have poured out. I thank you that my children are still alive. I thank you that my grandchildren are still alive and no virus. I thank you that the church has not come down or succumb to death because of COVID-19. Do you truly understand your independence upon Jesus? The world is veering away from Jesus and Christianity. They're pushing it out of the way. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that without him, my life and I am I would be nothing without him. I said it, Lord, this morning in the shower. Said, God, if it wasn't for you, I don't even know where I'd be. All this chaos. I understand that I am totally dependent upon him. That's what I told him. I said, Lord, I understand I'm totally dependent upon you. I'm not dependent upon men's ways. I'm not dependent upon anything but your ways, Lord. You need to tell the Lord you're dependent upon him in everything. Your retirement, your job, what God gives you as a, a, a earning of a living. You need to thank him and let him know that you're completely dependent upon him for your health. Every beat of my heart, I am grateful to God that I have a heart that beats. Every thought that I think, I'm dependent upon him because I need him. Why is that? So many people can only learn this the hard way like this grandfather learned it and left this world and went off into eternity. Why does it take so many people having the hear the doctor's report in order for them to hear from God or want God in their lives? They want God to heal, but yet they don't want to commit or, or submit or give themselves to the Lord. 
And regardless, in their mind, they have to say, Lord, that even if I die, I just want you in my life. What is it about that would cause us to believe that we are independent of God? The woman in our scripture today sounds like a lot of people I have met along life's ways. In verse 26, it says she had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. On, on belief, our belief is that our doctors can keep us alive and well. And I believe in doctors. I don't believe that God would have allowed them to know the anatomy and, under, and have advanced in technology and, and doctoring if he did not want them to have the ability or the knowledge. So I believe in them. But I also believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as a healer as well. I believe in being wise. The Bible says be wise. So if I've got something, I'm going to have the church pray, and then I'll go get checked out. That's wisdom. Our thinking is that our money can provide for us the life that we want to live. And while both of these may be true for, for a very small amount of time, neither is infinite or, or absolute. Money don't last. When you die, it's gone. You can't take it with you. Naked I came into the world and naked I'll leave. No money did I bring in this world. No money will I take out of this world. The woman in our scripture today was neither helped by the doctors, but rather was harmed by their treatments. She spent every dime that her family had. All that they had, all their increases had been spent just for her treatments. She spent all her savings, all her inheritances. What she was looking for was something that only Jesus could give her. I come to tell you today that you need to touch the throne of God because Jesus is the giver today. I'm not telling you, you I'm not telling you he is a, a genie in a bottle. But what I am telling you, my life has been better since I've been serving the Lord than it was before Christ in my life. Things have been better in my life since Jesus came into my life. Health has been better. Things that I used to do that destroyed the body, I no longer do. I appreciate something about this woman, though. I believe that Jesus appreciated it, too. So I pray you understand what I'm about to say. I, I, she realized that she was desperate at this point. I don't know any other time in life that we should not seem or e uh, feel like it's desperate, a desperate time to get to know Jesus. I believe Jesus is coming back soon. I'm not saying in the next hour, 24 hours, but I believe Jesus is setting things up to come back for his people. And I'm telling you that God's people have to prepare themselves and ready themselves just like the ten virgins that went out to that that uh, uh, bridal, uh, that wedding, and only five, five were wise and five were foolish. All ten were in the same location. All ten were there to, to be a part of that celebration, and only five made it in. That's about the way it's going to be in the kingdom of God here on earth. 
It's going to be the very same way. There's going to be all of us with our, our clothes on looking like we're church people. All of us sitting around with our lamps hoping they're really trimmed and full of oil. And Jesus is going to split the clouds of glory. And only half of us are going to make it into the kingdom of God. Because we've all been playing church. So how desperate are you? See, her money ran out. Her doctors not only couldn't help her, but they caused her to suffer more than what she, with the treatments that they gave her. She had run out of options. There was no more way to nowhere else to turn. There was nothing else to do. So she turned to Jesus. Many of folk wait to the last minute to turn to Jesus. Have you ever been there? I've been there. I, I, I thank God that he didn't let me die before I met him and before I received him and before I was filled with the Holy Ghost, before I was baptized in Jesus' name, before I was delivered. God delivered me of everything. God came into my life and changed my life. Thankful for him. Have you ever been to that place in life where you realize that no matter what you do, nothing is going to get better? Ha <laughs> ha. Many a time that I, it didn't matter what I did, it didn't matter how hard I worked, it didn't matter how much money I made, it didn't matter how much drugs I did, it didn't matter how much alcohol I drank, it didn't matter how many people I ran around with, things did not get better. But when Jesus came into my life, everything began to come together. It began to gel. It began to come together. It began to have unity. It began to have peace. It began to have joy. It began to have favor from him in my life that I would have never had if I wouldn't have, let, if I wouldn't have gotten my life straightened out with the Lord. In fact, it just seems that things get worse when you try to do it on your own. Maybe you're... Maybe you're uh, you're there right now. Maybe today you realize just how much you really need the Lord and how hard you have worked to try to not receive the Lord. No matter how you wish things were different, they are not going to get better without Jesus in your life. There is a release that comes when Jesus comes into your life. There are things that, that begin to be taken. Listen, let me tell you something. There are generational curses that come upon us. And you can't break them without the Holy Ghost. You can't be delivered from them without the Holy Ghost. I pray for my kids because I do, do not want, because they're not serving God, the generational curses that I brought into my family. They don't get to serving God. The generational curses that were on me that I had, that I brought into my family, could very well be passed on. And if they don't get their lives right with God, you say, oh, you're just a little bit out there. I'm not out there. I'm telling you. Most, most children, if you've been a smoker, uh, most children grow up to smoke. It's only a few that despise if their parent was a smoker. If, if your parent was a drinker, most children will, will rise right into that and grow right into that. Unless you despise it so much. 
And not very mean people despise it. They fall right into that curse. Anyway, let me move on. When things are getting better, when pride is stripped away, and we this is when God's blessings and his deliverance comes in. When pride is stripped away, and we are left with only our faith in him and trust in him. Deliverance comes in Jesus' name. Relief comes in Jesus' name. And trust comes in Jesus' name. And conviction comes because we realize that we have not been living what we need to live. The life that we need to live. The way we need to walk with God. The way we need to touch God. The way we need to pray. The way we need to follow after the Lord. You see, the woman in our scripture today was very fortunate. I count myself very fortunate to have been saved by the Lord from my life, from my, my issues and my, my mess that I was in. See, the woman in our scripture uh, uh, happened to be in a place where Jesus was passing. And here's the thing. You may not be in this house, but I believe Jesus is in your home right now. I believe that in Jesus' name. I don't believe that he had me preach this message to um, because you're not in this house, but because you're in your house. I believe that he has designed and set up for you to begin to feel after the Lord, to begin to to trust after the Lord. The woman in our scripture, uh, you see, uh, because you may not understand, uh, and, and not everybody gets healed at, at that very moment, but not everybody with a need of healing or help or deliverance is going to be helped today. But I am coming to tell you that Jesus is the answer for you today. The woman in our scripture understood something that we should try to learn today. She learned it the hard way. And But hear me, you don't have to learn it the hard way. She said, if I could just touch or get to Jesus, amen, if I can just get to Jesus, some of you need to get to Jesus, if I could just touch him, if I could only be within his presence for a moment, I could be healed, I could be delivered, and now maybe you're not dying. And so you're saying, but I'm not the woman with the issue of blood. I'm not dying. I'm fine. I've got my money. I've got my health. I've got my home. I've got my wealth. I don't need God. I beg to differ with you. There's a day coming. And he said, I'm a jealous God. So if there's anything that you put before God, hear me. He won't have anything to do with it. If you praise those things. And we can all say we praise God, but the bottom line is there are things that have taken away that have distracted us from a true relationship. And maybe the doctor has not given you that final prognosis. But maybe you've come to a place in your life where it doesn't matter what people think. I pray that there's some of you out there today that you don't care what your friends think, that you don't care what church family think, that you don't care what people think in the world about you, that you have come to this place and you want the Lord to be in your life. I'll never forget what people said about me when I began to come to church and when God changed me and I was no longer partaking of the alcohol and I was no longer smoking cigarettes anymore. I was no longer cussing 
uh, at the job anymore. I was no longer looking at pornography. I was no longer lying anymore. They asked me what happened to me. And I told them Jesus came into my life. I want to tell you something, though. I'll never forget the helplessness and the fear and the hurt and the pain and the suffering in my life before Jesus came into my life. See, a lot of my hurt and my, my ways were because of things that had happened to me as a young child. to numb what I was dealing with and numb the alcohol to help numb it, the drugs, and one thing led to another, and, and I, I just got into it, uh, as they call it in the Air Force, you know, a tailspin, I, I was tailspinning out of control, I, I, I was looking for things to, to, to heal the hurt, to fix my mind, and to, to fix everything that I thought, and things that I did, and I couldn't do it on my own, and then, then Jesus began to deal with me, and all of a sudden, God began to, to deal with my daughter, and through my daughter and my marriage, put my marriage back together, and God just began to deal with things in my life, and, and it took 45 years before God could heal me over the uh, sexual abuse that had happened to my life, and but when he did, it, it, even though when he came into my life, I no longer was uh, uh, using drugs or alcohol to uh, numb those feelings. But when God got me to a place of maturity in the Holy Ghost, he was able to deliver me that I could speak freely about being raped and molested and abused. And that's only because of Jesus I've had no the psychological, the psychological help that I've had has been through Jesus. I didn't have no psychologist, no nobody help me but Jesus. And I want you to know that if Jesus did that for me, he'll do that for you today. Things can be different. They, be, they have become different for me. And I will tell you, your life will be changed. See, the woman with the issue of blood found a secret to receiving God's delivering power. She realized what many of uh, in, in the airways will realize today. It doesn't matter what people think. Many people worry about what people think. But it doesn't matter what they'll say. It doesn't matter what they think. So I'm just going to ask you today, are you tired of trying to do it on your own? tired of trying to do it on your own I'm asking you are you ready to say yes to Jesus the Bible said that when they realized that they had crucified their Messiah who was the delivering the one who would deliver them they went to Peter and asked Peter what is it that I must do Jesus said and they must repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive of those that say they're saved may have experienced it. The Bible says repentance is turning away. There are folks that think that 
I can still smoke and be okay. I can still drink and I can be okay. I can still uh, party and I can be okay. And as long as I profess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Well, all of us can profess Jesus, but if I haven't received Jesus, receiving him is not just saying, I receive you, Lord. Receiving him is him birthing his spirit in your life today. And I pray today that you would allow Jesus into your life and that you would experience the Holy Ghost today. Just stand with me. As the Bible says, it, that he said to them to repent. Today I ask you to stand. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. This includes saints of God, sinners, it includes the church, it includes everybody. The bishop includes me, includes my wife. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So the, today, we need to repent. And in repenting, that means we're going to turn away. We're not going back to smoking my cigarettes. I'm not going to go back to my pornography. I'm not going to go back to my highball, my shot of liquor tonight. I'm not going to go back to my drinking beer or whatever it is you drink. I know, I know, we're not going to get into all this, but I want you to stand with me right now and begin to ask the Lord to forgive you. You say, Pastor, I, I don't remember all my sins, and I don't know if I even sinned. Well, if the, Bi the Scripture would not be in the Bible that said, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, if we all have not had sin at some point in our life. So let me be the first to say, Lord, I honestly want to repent of all my sins. Anything that I've hidden from you, Lord, anything that I've thought that would not be a sin, I'm asking you to forgive me of everything that I may have done, every act that I may have acted out to somebody. Please forgive me of my actions. Forgive me of words that I've spoken. Forgive me of my attitude. Forgive me of lying. Forgive me of this, Lord. Forgive me of that, Lord God. Forgive me. Forgive me of all my sins, Jesus. And then after I do that, if you're online and you're not local and you need a, a home church or a church to go to, that will do this next step, and that is to baptize you in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. Just connect with us or message us. We'll get you a church to connect to. But I encourage you today that you get baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. He is one. That name is above every name. If you're in this area and you want to be baptized in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, please connect with us. We'll be glad to baptize you in Jesus' name. If you want to receive the Holy Ghost, I encourage you right now, right where you are, to raise your hands. If you've repented, 
can receive the Holy Ghost right where you are. Because Jesus is everywhere. His spirit is flowing right now. I know there are folks that are hurting. I know there are folks that are dealing with past hurt, past embarrassment, past sin. But Jesus is saying, come unto me and I'll give you rest. I'll heal the brokenhearted. I'll restore that which the canker worm has destroyed. He said, I love you that much. That's why I let my blood be shed on Calvary. God wants to move in your life today. The Lord wants to touch you. Let me say this. that prayer app you can say church you can say pastor I need you to pray for me I'm struggling with things in my life Jesus wants to move in your life today he wants to answer your request and your needs he wants to respond but you've got to reach out to him today got to call out on Jesus for he is the answer for today. No one else can do you like Jesus. No one else will love you like Jesus. The woman at the well, when Jesus was sitting there, he loved her so much he didn't call her after five husbands and one that she wasn't even married to. He could have called her all kinds of names. But he sat there and he showed her love. That's the Lord that I serve. Not a one that condemns, not one that destroys, not one that puts down. But he steps into your situation and your storm right where you are. And he begins to calm it with his spirit. And he gives you strength to overcome through the Holy Ghost. Worship with us as we Please, I'm begging you, if you want the Holy Ghost today, please reach out. Please reach out. I pray a blessing upon everyone in the airways today. God, those that may have COVID-19 or the flu, I pray a divine healing over them right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those that want the Holy Ghost, oh God, that are sincere, I pray over them right now. God, that you touch their hearts and their souls right now in Jesus' name. Bless everyone that's been on the line today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen.